0: Welcome to Museum Archipelago. I'm Ian Elsner. Museum Archipelago guides you through the rocky landscape of museums. Each episode is never longer than 15 minutes. So let's get started.
1: Supposedly, you know, these institutions are pushing to diversify, but what does it mean to diversify? You could say that if you take stock of all of the museum's employees, that actually it's a very diverse workplace, because you may very well have many people of color working in your janitorial services, but they are not at any kind of, like, seat of power.
0: This is Ariana Lee. Together with her co-host, Palace Shaw, she founded The Whitest Cube, an excellent podcast about people of color and their experiences with art institutions as artists, visitors, workers, activists, or simply casual admirers.
1: Hello, my name is Ariana Lee, and I am a co-host of The Whitest Cube podcast. Hi, my name is Pallas
2: Shaw, and I am the other host of The Whitest Cube. Each episode, we unpack different things we've been thinking through. So the first episode is about access to museums from the perspective of race and class. And our second episode is
1: about... Beyonce and Jay-Z and their music video (laughs) for Ape Shit. Yeah, and the Louvre. And also their relationship to museums, for sure, too.
0: The name, The Whitest Cube, comes from a common art museum display method called the White Cube. It's a clever name for a podcast that works on multiple levels and their explanation of the name on their first episode was what got me instantly hooked on the show.
2: The method is as simple as it sounds. Four white walls and good lighting to act as the void where we situate art.
1: Prior to the YQ, museums displayed all of their artwork, not just a select few pieces for your consideration.
2: This created the esteemed position of the curator, a person whose job was to decide what remained in storage and what was seen by the public.
0: The white cube display method was first introduced at art museums in the city of Boston. Lee and Shaw both live in Boston, and so do I. As hosts of The Whitest Cube, Lee and Shaw interrogate the city's cultural institutions through the lens of race.
2: We try to bring in Boston as a case study because it's kind of like the, the perfect city to be having this conversation because Boston is a city that is really controlled by its institutions, whether that's hospitals, whether that's universities, whether that's museums, you know.
1: And it's also really amazing place to have a conversation about race. Because I think Boston is somewhere where people say, you know, Boston is just an incredibly white city. But Palace actually pointed out to me early on in this process that actually there are more people of color in Boston than there are White people, which actually speaks to some of the structural violence that's going on through yeah. the institutions. Yeah. yeah, and how
2: segregated this entire city is.
0: Lee and Shaw realized that podcasting was a way to broaden their conversations about museums without having to go through any of Boston's institutions.
2: I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm not feeling museums right now, but I am feeling like the conversations we're having about them. A podcast was kind of like a natural medium to do, to have these conversations in uh, especially because it's conversational at least when we come up with ideas maybe when we when it comes to like the actual episodes it's a bit more constructed but it was mostly like we're having a conversation that we feel like needs to be heard
1: in terms of audience like that's another thing that's really interesting in having a podcast that's about race and our institutions and being people who have been in the role of not feeling powerful in their ability to communicate about these things. It's almost like what you wish you could say. It makes me feel when I see a docent do X, Y, or Z, um, and expressing that to people who may not be willing to hear that um, or may have defensive first reactions, right?
2: Yeah. or, Or respond to it as if it's an emotional issue rather than an issue of systemic racism, which is not a personal problem. It's a much larger issue.
0: Alice Shaw has worked at art institutions in the city of Boston. Her experience with these institutions, particularly how sensitive museums are to criticism, comes through in the episodes. One of the taglines of The Whitest Cube is museums are really sensitive to critique. We decided we don't care.
2: This is the field that people are working in where you you can't criticize the institutions that you work for, which is like I think pretty dangerous for institutions that are meant to educate and that are meant to be spaces for open dialogue. And if your staff doesn't have the ability to talk about these things in a really real way, and there's no space for some of the emotional harm that can happen in these environments, I think that that these conversations are being had, but I feel like they're being had in a way that is not considering what the institution actually is you know and the the space that museums occupy actually i'll just i'll just give an example so in one of my last like meetings um people had said that they were having a really hard time talking about a particular piece and that piece depicted a mutilated black body right very hard to talk about especially for you know young white folks who might not have the language to navigate a conversation like that totally understandable and so we had a, a meeting about this specific piece and almost the entire meeting had gone by without anybody naming that that's what was making them uncomfortable so this meeting right was called to have a conversation a difficult conversation about the specific work but when it came down to it I I literally said is everybody looking at the same thing that I'm looking at like do you see a body there can you understand that like (laughs) the way that this body is made, that this is a a black body? And everybody's like, yes. And I'm like, okay, now we're talking about what's really hard to parse through, you know? And I strongly feel that that shouldn't have been my responsibility to bring up. I feel like if you're going to call a meeting about something that's really hard to talk about, it's your role as the facilitator to get into the hard stuff.
1: The difficulty is that, like, as a facilitator in that situation, you want to create a setting in which someone's, you know, situated knowledge, which is like the knowledge that they have from just being who they are in the world, being affected by the social structures that they are affected by, where they can use that and it can be an asset to themselves and to the workplace. Um, but, you know... Saying, like, the reason we're all uncomfortable is because there's a mutilated black body here, which is something everyone can see with their eyes, is not an example of using your situated knowledge.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I was not saying, like, because of my personal experience, I can tell you that this is a black mutilated body. I'm literally talking about material and form, which is language we all have to talk about art in this specific educational context. It did end up falling to me.
0: Art museums are the focus of the Whitest Cube podcast. Both Lee and Shaw came into museums first with a passion for art, contemporary art specifically. But of course, the entire archipelago of museum institutions, children's science, art, expanding to museum education and museum conferences, all have structural similarities.
2: We do use museums really generally. We're we are we're not always specifically saying art museums, which I think is sometimes an oversight, but also not untrue that museums outside of art museums have this similar structure because it's about the function of a museum. And what is the function of the museum, but to, right, educate the masses and who is in the, position to do that, right? And as a whole, when we were interviewing people about museums, we just were like, why are museums important, right? What we got from that, which I think we like talk about on our first episode, is that people believe that museums tell the truth, that they are like a direct shot from the heavens. <laughs> like this is this is exactly like this is exactly how it is. And I think there's like a, a lack of acknowledgement that there are people that are actually controlling the narrative of what you're learning and that, you know, maybe the full truth isn't being shown or be, being told.
0: And isn't it funny how that sense that museums tell the truth is true even today when almost everything else yeah. is not widely considered to tell the truth. People don't trust newspapers. And yet, if you put something in a gallery space, it it the medium just does something. I don't know how long this is going to last.
2: I was gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad you brought it up because it's something that I definitely, when I think about like the whitest cube and I'm thinking about how like museums are like one of the last media institutions because it is a media institution that people trust like almost without question and I there are, I don't think there are enough voices um challenging that and I think that like what we are trying to do you know is bump up against that fragility and bump up against something
1: that hasn't been challenged there's sort of this like lack of connection between what feels unjust in the setting of you know museum politics versus in quote unquote the real world there's a divorce between the museum and the real world i think Mm -hmm. in many people's minds certainly in mine before i was working on this project too to some extent so where is that pressure going to come from
0: if you're at all interested in museums, and I think you might be if you've made it this far, you should really subscribe to The Whitest Cube. It's on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Instagram at Cube. There are links in the show notes. Where is this pressure going to come from? Well, I would argue independent podcasts like The Whitest Cube.
2: Something we return to again and again It's like, what is the value of the museum? And who determines that value returning to that question is really important because I don't think that it gets considered enough, especially with regards to like changing the field, right? Like I feel like it's just a very, I I feel like there's a lot of really kind of shallow attempts at figuring all of this out. I think that there's still a lot of acknowledgement that needs to happen in terms of like what museums are and what they have been historically. And like the fact that there needs to be like an active effort in shifting the culture.
0: In just a month, Museum Archipelago will release its 50th episode. To celebrate, I'd love to hear from you. To get on the 50th episode of the show, record yourself saying where you listen to Museum Archipelago and why you keep listening. You can say something funny or, if you insist, something heartfelt. Then, send me a link to your recording using the contact form at museumarchipelago.com. Send those files to me in the next three weeks, by September 10th, to get on the show. It feels good to get to 50, and it's all thanks to your support. This has been Museum Archipelago. If you like episodes like this one, help me continue doing the podcast and get some fun benefits by joining Club Archipelago at patreon.com slash museumarchipelago. For more information or to submit feedback, visit museumarchipelago.com or museum underscore go on Twitter. Next time, bring a friend.